Welcome to another edition of the Untold Patriot Stories podcast with Scott Prusak and Dave Usher, where you'll hear stories told by the players and media members. Uh, good evening, uh, sports fans across the world and the universe of football. Uh, another episode of Untold Patriot Stories. I'm Bob Hilberg with my co-host Scott Prusak, and we've got a uh, three-time Super Bowl champ, um, a star that uh, you know you've probably seen his video of um, running for a touchdown in the Super Bowl, and we're going to talk about a bunch of other highlights. Um, we'd like to introduce Antoine Harris. Good evening, Antoine. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing fine. How y'all doing today? Good. Good to see you again. Thank you. Thank you. So, Bob, if you want to get started, we can uh, start asking Antoine some questions. He's finishing off his uh, supper, so we'll uh, <laughs> we'll try to get we'll try to get this in and, and uh, talk to Antoine, three-time Super Bowl champ. So, Bob, why don't you kick it off? So, Antoine, one of the things we try to do is we try to inspire people and, and try to get into their mindset is that what does it take to, you know, do the best you can when you have a job in front of you? And so we, we bring it back a little bit to, you know, high school, when you're in high school and you're an athlete, did you ever envision actually getting drafted and, and playing professional football? What was, what was your mindset like when you were 12, 13, 15, 17 years old, something like that? Well, my mom always reminded me, I told her that when I was growing up playing football, and when I started in pop, my dream was to play professional football. I remember watching uh, Walter Payton run the ball, Refrigerator Perry, um, dancing and all that stuff. And and then I became to I came to well I became a Roger uh, Craig fan the way he used to run the ball. And in high school, in well middle school, high school, I was a running back. Um, I was recruited as a running back, and I thought that you know. My running style, I tried to run like him, but I think I was probably fast. Um, but I wasn't the type of running back he was because he made it as in the league as a running back. And I was like, I'm not I'm tired of people hitting me um, <laughs> and trying to dodge hits. I said, let me be the hitter. So that's when um, I went to college and they allowed me to play um, on the on the defensive side. So you went to college where you were recruited heavily to go to college? Um, I wasn't recruited heavily. It was like a couple of schools, ACC schools that really uh, had me on their radar. Uh, and it came down to the two schools, it's Clemson and UVA. And um, I just enjoyed UVA. Um, and I'm glad. I think I made the right choice. And, you know, my choice was able to get me to um, with the New England Patriots and you know, and on from there. So when you got drafted, um, who did who did you get the call from? Were you having a party at your house? Were you by yourself? Um, well, that year, you know, at UVA, we had Thomas Jones, who went first round. Um, we had um, a couple of other guys that actually got drafted. Um, we didn't have a party. Um, we had a, a like a, a party beforehand. All of us had like a little party, you know, just to celebrate, you know, the draft coming up. But other than that, we didn't really do too much. I was at home with my mom and grandmother, um, which are my life support. They're always with me. And um, they were with me. And actually, they heard it on the screen before I even got the call. 
<laughs> oh wow! So who, who was the one that who was the one that called you? I can't even remember who called me to be honest with you. Okay, so what, it wasn't Belichick then. I don't think so. I but I, I like I said I don't know. I okay, can't remember. Cool. All right. <laughs> so your first year, you make it to the Super Bowl. So how, how, no, my second you, year, second year. Oh, second year. Okay, two thousand one. Um, how did the first year leading into that Super Bowl year? Did you kind of see that coming? Did you see? Did you see the team kind of coming together and then Brady starting to play? Did you? Did you sense that all that greatness was going to come? Well, after the first year, you know, um, Bill really took over the team. He got rid of some guys that he didn't want, and he got guys who he did want. And um, and you just saw the team forming in the way that we were practicing together, um, that we were going to be a special team in 01. Um, you know, I when I look back and I look at the other Super Bowl teams and everybody say, well, the team that, that went so – Went so um, um, they went undefeated and lost in the Super Bowl. That they were the best team. I don't ever think so. I think the best team was us um, because of what we did defensive wise with the greatest show on on turf. Um, how we all came together. We had a lot of the um, a lot of first rounders on that team that you know put their pride aside and everybody did their job and we came together to mesh. Um, to make a, I think, to me, was a great defense. Yeah, no question. I mean, your, your rookie year, I mean, you you had some special moments. You uh, intercepted uh, Peyton Manning. So, you know, you're, you're growing up and saying, uh, you know, I'd love to play professional football. <laughs> and rather than being running back, you intercepted probably, you know, one of the top five uh, quarterbacks of all time. What kind of thrill was that to intercept Peyton Manning? It was, it was actually uh, exciting to – intercept Peyton Manning and I look back and he's one of the greatest quarterbacks ever um and just knowing that I have a ball that he threw that I was able for my first year uh was very exciting I wish I could meet him right now so I can ask him to sign this ball I said can you please sign this ball and um so that's that's what I would do I mean if I saw him I would ask him to sign it and go from there well, all those years ladies you still got it that that's awesome so uh, in that year, you played on special teams, and uh, there was a, a punt return of uh, Troy Brown that he fumbled that you actually recovered, and you guys ended up beating the Bengals by three points. And who knew, you know, within a year no, and a half no, later. No. The Bengals? You mean, no, no, no. When that happened, when you mean when I scored a touchdown? No, no, no. In your, your rookie year, you're on special teams, and uh, uh-huh. Troy Brown has a punt return that he fumbles, and you're on special teams, and you fall on it. And, uh, you know, that was just another play, you know, heads-up play that you and Troy Brown happened just to, you know, rather than him turning it over to the Bengals, you, you recovered the fumble and you guys up barely beating the Bengals. Um, oh, Lord. You, you told me something I didn't even remember. <laughs> that's, that's why Antoine, he's known as Bob the Stat Man. He know, he, yes, he's, he is. He's the one that wrote – I think he was down there. He's the one that wrote the book. Remember the book that you saw? Remember the yes. book with yeah. So Bob yeah. Bob's the author of that book. Yeah, we had some good time about that. So then a year, you know, and a half later, you know, now you're in the Super Bowl and it's you and Brown again. You know, uh, right. This time he he's smart enough to realize you're the fastest guy in the team and says, "Hey, uh, why don't you take this lateral and take it down, take it to the take it to the end zone?" So you know, it's the second time that you and Troy Brown on special teams made some some nice plays. Yeah, and it's actually 
Oh, go ahead, Antoine. Now, I, I'm just glad he heard me because I know I was yelling, Troy, Troy, <laughs> Troy. And, uh, and you know, I was just really uh, – during that time, I was really just doing my job because once you block it, then I was the scoop and score man, but the ball actually went back to Troy. And, um, well, he got to it before me because he was the block man and I was just the loop man. So I was able to um, at least um, be there and, and help with the, the job that I was supposed to do so he could um, – um, so he could pitch it to me and I could take it in, you know, do what I need to do next, which was running for a touchdown. <laughs> I, I actually just saw that play on Facebook, Antoine. And I, I got to say, you had some, you had a pretty sweet dance move going into the end zone. You were styling. Yeah, I was trying to style it, but now I look back, I'm like, oh man, I should have did more. I should have danced like everybody else was dancing. <laughs> it was pretty good though. I got to say. Thank you. So I have one more stat for you. I mean, so you're the only – there's 1,319 guys that have played at least one game for the Patriots up until this year, 1,319. Mm-hmm. You're the only guy out of 1,319 that has recorded a sack, recorded an interception, recovered a fumble, and returned a lateral for a touchdown. So I'm the only one. Only one. I mean, the only other guy to return a lateral <laughs> – was Mike Kane? Yeah, never got a sack. So you're in exclusive company, one of 319. So oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. You're the you're the one and only on that. So so finishing off that Super Bowl year. So tell me about do you, do you remember the play in the Super Bowl when you forced the fumble by Ricky Pro? Can you kind of go through that play? Well, that that play, I think it was just when we was running that crazy defense with all the DBs on the field, and I was running the Mike linebacker and. I was just uh, – we was playing a zone. I basically just dropped in my zone, was reading the quarterback and, and broke on it. And me and Ricky Pro, I met him when he was catching the ball and was able to make a good hit. And um, all I knew, the ball was going somewhere because I was looking for it. And next thing I know, when I get up, I see um, – I think, who was it? Tabucky Jones running the other way? No, Terrell Buckley. Terrell Buckley, yeah. It was one of them. I knew – yeah, I was just – Lord, where's the ball? I was looking, where's the ball at? So yeah. I think I know they're running the other way. I'm still behind, but it was just, I think that was a, you know, that was just me doing my part in that defense, which, you know, everybody we was taught by Bill is to do your part and, and everything will come together. And, you know, I did my part and it, it came together. Now I'm sure you've seen it a million times to replay on um, NFL network or NFL films when John Madden saying, you know, that Brady should just kind of hold on to the ball. So, so you're right. now, you, now you're on the sideline, you're watching this. Did you, did you see that game end in the way it did? How, how did you, did you, did you think you'd play for overtime or did you have a funny feeling that they were going to, you know, drive the ball down the field and kick that field goal? Well, you got to understand one thing that we did in, in New England was time management. And one thing Bill always harped on is how much time is on the clock, how many, Timeouts do you have? How much can you think you can get? Where the ball needs to go? What you need to do? You know, game situational was a big thing for us. So at that point, I didn't think that we were going to just down the ball. You know, I knew Bill, you know, I was like looking at the time like, oh, we got time here. And then, with you know, a few plays and like, oh, Lord, now it's time for a field goal. Yeah. You know, so, you know, during that time, I was just watching. It was like, Okay, okay. 
And, and I didn't think that he was going to down the ball. I, I thought that he was going to do something and try to do a big play or something. But, I mean, they did the right plays to, to be able to um, – to be able to, you know, get us in position to kick that field goal. Nice. So I can tell you when I when I, when I was at home watching it, um, I thought for sure there was something that was going to happen. So I didn't watch. I I, I shut my eyes and turned around. On the <laughs> you side. missed the best. You missed the best <laughs> moment. Uh, no, I actually turned around a little bit when the the ball was in the air on the sideline. Were you one of those guys that had their head down, or were you one of the ones on the field just kind of watching it happen? Oh, oh no, I was watching. I ran on the field. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I that's, ran on the field. That's cool. Um, all right, Bob, go ahead. You, you got you got a couple couple of questions. Bob, you frozen? Okay, I think Bob's frozen. <laughs> um, so obviously it's training camp time, Antoine. So what what kind of tell us a little bit about training camp? What you went through? Some of the stuff that you. Um, you know, like what was the grind like back in the day? Because obviously, when you played, training camp was a lot different than what it is now. Uh, you had a lot more demands on you and stuff. What are the What are the guys going through this time of the year? The guys that you know are on the on the edge of making the team. What's What's training camp like? Well, training camp when I was in it, I'm sure it was a whole lot harder than it is now. You know, because the as the years, um, as I increased in years, going to fifth, sixth, you know. Um, training camp got a lot, a lot easier. Um, you couldn't wear full pads all the time, and it's a lot of other things that you couldn't do. Uh, and I'm sure it's easier now with all the concussion protocols and all this other stuff. So I think that, you know, these guys are probably, you know, they're working hard, but um, it's not a lot of hitting like we did. And, you know, um, they have to be careful and, you know, so I, I don't really know. I, I just think it's easier, and they get paid more money now. So I'm happy yeah. for them. <laughs> All right, Bob, you back? You have a question? I think you froze before. I'm talked about defense. I mean, I said in 2003 and 2004, it's going to happen again. Bob, your reception's kind of cutting out. I don't know. I don't know what you got going on, but. Can hardly hear you. I don't know if you want to try try talking now. Right again. Right. Yeah, a little bit of an echo, but go, go ahead. So I just wanted to touch back on the 2003 and 2004 dominance you guys had in the league. Are you? Did you just say you want to touch on the dominance that the defensive had, or as a team? Well, both. I mean, you you're you were more on the defense and special teams, but you know the whole team. Actually, you know, a few guys to win all those games in a row and just dominate the whole league. Well, I, I just think that for us, it was a time that you know it was our time, and we was able to do it. We did what we needed to do to to succeed and to we you know we after we came out as that team. In 01, then I think everybody collectively just had that um, that same spirit that we were going to keep playing as a team and we were going to try to win as a team, which was a great thing. Um, and everybody, you know, bought in in the program that we were doing. And as you can see, it, it worked. Um, we was able to get everybody on that page and everybody, you know, ran by that page. And we had a good time doing it. 
how, how, how do you, so on a team like that, how do you keep up the, I guess the, um, the preparation to win that many games in a row, you got to constantly find a way to keep yourself hungry. So, I mean, how, how did you guys as a team do that after winning all those games in a row? Um, well, Bill don't let you not get hungry. It's just one game at a time, as y'all <laughs> yeah. always know. You know, he, he, he keeps you on the, on the straight and narrow path that, you know, this is what needs to go down and this is what needs to happen so right. we can be successful. So, um, I guess the other question I would have is, so what, what are your thoughts on the current, co- the, the current coaching structure and how do you see this team doing this year? Like, what, what do you think record wise? How do you, you know, what, like I said, what are your thoughts on not having a offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator and kind of how things are coming together this year? I don't, I don't really know what, I mean, what to expect or what to think about it because the guys are, um, Bill usually always finds a way. And, um, I think he does have some good guys. He has some good guys that's helping him coach. And, um, don't think it'd be a big problem, but we'll see. Yeah. And, um, done tackling and receiving catching. So we'll see how those guys do. That's all I can say. I, I don't really know. I mean, yeah. I mean, you look at other teams. You look at the Bills. The Bills look like they're stacked. You know, um, you look at Miami. Look like they're stacking up. So you, you just don't know. It just depends right. on, you know, how those guys gonna play in injuries. Injuries make a take a big part in the game. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It doesn't take but one injury and it messes up your whole team. Right. Bob, what do you what do you got? Any questions? So I'm wondering who who are some of the players that you still keep in touch with uh, <clears throat> over all these years. Well, I um I actually talked to Seymour um a couple of months ago, but I talked to Otis Smith the most. Um, I talked to Otis Smith. Um, I will talk to Ty once in the blue. I have called lawyer. Um, I spoke to Tony George the other day. Um, Matt Stevens. I don't know if y'all remember him. Was a safety. Yep. I talked to him. He's in Durham, close by me. So. I speak to him, you know, periodically. Um, but before, before is that, um, and I'll speak to Patrick Pass. Before is that, I don't really speak to that many guys. I, I mean, we'll speak once in a blue. Um, I have a family now, so I'm just um, trying to take care of my family and, and enjoy life, and, um, and and that's it. Yeah, I'm at home cooking. I'm, I'm at home cooking. I'm at home cooking dinner. <laughs> okay. Um. All right. What else you got, Bob? No, I mean, uh, you talk about Belichick a lot. We, you know, how he was so um, meticulous about a lot of different things about doing your job and time management. Um, did you get into anything about uh, you know when you get out of football? Does he ever talk about you know some of the lessons that you've learned that you can apply to your life after football? Well. I um I don't know if you know, but when I finished, I had a I had a restaurant for ten years, and then uh, me and my wife we uh, started a trucking business. Um, she also has she does hair, and um, we we it was just in the process of having all those businesses. I learned that teamwork it was the best thing. You had to have teamwork. And you had to rely on those other guys, especially in the restaurant business, to make sure that your restaurant ran properly, ran well. Um, 
service, the kitchen. It, it, it's like so many parts. And I felt like I was a coach trying to get everybody to buy into this program to to make sure that the operation was run properly. And um, and that's one of the things that I did take from him. I talked, you know, about studying, about making sure you're you're prepared and stuff like that. And, and, and I'm still doing this to this day. You know, I tell my kids, you know, um, and anything I do, you know, if my wife does something, anybody does something, I said, you know, you have to have your team um, put in place so that way you can make sure that everything is successful. I said, my kids, you have to have a team. You know, who's going to be on your team? Is it going to be your mom? Is it going to be your dad? Is it going to be your teachers? Is it going to be who's going to be on your team that's going to help you succeed in life? Because um, I think everybody needs a team um, to help them get through life, um, especially with all the things that's going on now, the social media the extra things that the kids can get into to get in trouble to, you know, it doesn't take but one thing to mess up your life and you need yeah. those right people in your corner. And if they're not in your corner, it's just like football or basketball or whatever it may be, you got to cut them, you know? And, uh, and that's the only thing that I emphasize to them. And hopefully, you know, they do listen uh, right now. They're listening. I don't know, you know, later on in life, if they're going to listen, but they're listening right now. And hopefully they'll, to, they'll continue um, to take that model and to use it in their life and, and be able to be, make their stuff successful. Well, um, well, I just thank you for taking some time out tonight, Antoine. Appreciate. Uh, You're very welcome. I appreciate y'all having me. <laughs> appreciate you taking time while you're cooking and all that. And, uh, yeah. you know, we've known each other for a long time. So I guess my, my last question would be is, um, God, we've known each other a while now and I appreciate you. You know that. Um, but the first time you came down for a signing, cause that's one of the things we talk about too. How did you feel that first time that you came back down? And I think I brought you to uh Mansfield. What, what were the feelings you had? Like when you sat down and people started coming up to you and getting your autograph, what, what kind of thoughts were going through your head? I mean, it's just, you know, when you go back to Boston, it's like, you never forgotten it. All the people, they always, you know, Hey, Antoine, I remember this. They remember more things than you do. And, um, and just how they make the, the love. When you go back, it's like, I will appreciate you, the what you did for us and, and the things you have done. And we appreciate you coming back. And they show their appreciation by coming and, you know, getting an autograph and just want to take a picture with you, want to shake your hand and stuff like that. So that's one of the things that I really did enjoy when I did come back. All right. Bob, you got a last question for Antoine before we say uh, say goodbye? Yeah, no, we're good. No, I really appreciate you spending some time with us and meeting You're you welcome. a few months ago. and. And uh, bringing a lot of joy to the fans of uh, uh, Patriots Nation and, and and sharing some of your thoughts and insights. And, um, you know, just if there's anything else you want to kind of share about uh, what you're doing with your, your family or your business, uh, we'll, we'll let you uh, have the last word and then we'll finish it with Go Pats. Yeah. Well, one thing I can say is um, I have a beautiful family. Um I try to be the best dad that I can. Um, growing up, um, I grew up without a father. Um, he was there, but he was in the streets. He was doing other things. Um, later on in life, we were able to get back close. But I can truly say that um, the women in life, my mom, my grandmother, uh, my great-grandmother, my aunt, um, who's passed away, and my other aunt, my Aunt Mildred, they really did a good job on me. Um, raising a, a, a young man that was wild and loved to play sports and and <clears throat> was out and about. Um, they raised me the right way 
Um, so when people say that women can't raise a man, yeah, they can. They can raise a man. Um, but then as I proceed in life um, and I got close with Otis Smith and I saw how he treated his girls that he had had and how he raised them, how he talked to them. As a father now, I look back and say, I use some of those qualities because he showed me how to um, be a great father to little girls. Um, how you talk to them, the patience you have to have and stuff like that. So I can really say that my, my grandmother, my core, my the women, they got me to in life to that next level. And then when I began to be a father myself, I relied on the things that I saw Otis Smith doing at his house when I was spending night, how he would treat his girls. So on that part, I owe him a big thank you because I've never known. I never knew how to be a father. You know, and most people, you have to learn it. You have to learn it, you know, have a child and learn it. I actually saw it firsthand. I saw babies born. I saw how they raised them. I saw that. And I appreciate, you know, being able to get that experience through him. Um, and I can too say him to him, thank you. And my, and the women in my family, thank you. Well, I would just second, I would just second that notion that they did a good job raising you because you're, you're a very proud father. And I mean, I've talked to you many a times and, you know, you're always busy and always taking care of your kids. So they, they did raise you right. And, you know, you're, you're one of the best guys I know. So thank you so much. All right. So on the count of three, we'll do go Pats and then that'll be a wrap. Well, did we lose them? You lose who, me or Bob? Yeah, no, you froze. Oh, they, you're back. All right. So on the count of three, go Pats, Antoine. Ready? One, okay. two, three. Go Pats. Go Pats. Go Pats. All right. Thanks, Antoine. Appreciate All right, you, buddy. Thank you. All right. All right. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Untold Patriot Stories with Scott Prusak and Dave Usher. Please follow us on whatever platform you download your podcasts and be sure to tell your friends.